I am Jimbo Paris, and you are listening to the Jimbo Paris Show. What's up, everyone? This is Jimbo Paris, and you're watching the Jimbo Paris Show. So this is our next monthly feedback episode, and this is going to be the August monthly feedback episode. Again, it's really been a privilege to have you all watch my show, enjoy my content. I've been enjoying it, and you know, hopefully you all have been enjoying it as well. Um, this month has been an amazing plethora of people, a lot of people in finance, a lot of people considering burnout and stress, um, a lot of different areas. And I think these are some great areas for entrepreneurship this month, especially around the areas of money, as well as mental health too. So enjoy. If you learn how to serve, you put the other person's needs above your own, you are going to be light years ahead of your major competitors. There's no harm in waiting. You know, I learned a long time ago, the most profitable word in business is no, not yes. It's no. I understand change is really difficult and it takes courage, but it takes a lot of support. So let's think about that, acknowledging the courage that people have when they change, but giving them as much support as possible in that process. The first thing you got to do is you've got to develop a vision, right? So most people don't have a financial vision, so they just keep repeating the same things their parents did and their grandparents did before them and their great grandparents did before them. So there's this cycle that kind of gets repeated in your family until you break it. Excellent roster of people. So first person I'd like to touch base on is Mark Newsom. Mark Newsom was a pretty cool interview. Guy was a, a New Yorker. Um, he kind of remind me a bit of myself in a way, you know, we both had, well, we both have sort of a hustler mindset and he was giving some really, really interesting gems and tokens, um, considering general financial advice. And most people are given fish, but when the giver stops providing, where does that actually leave you? This, this is actually a big, big one here. And what this means essentially is you need to learn how to be your own money maker in a sense. How does this work subjectively? So what the businesses that Mark usually works with, they know how to get value, but they don't know how to create value. You need to learn how to take opportunities. Because again, when you look at certain businesses that Mark's work with, for example, Let's say you have a jewelry store, right? He, he would use this analogy a ton. So when, when you run a jewelry store, most jewelry people, they just have the jewelry just set out and they expect people to come to the jewelry. That's a very bad way to seize opportunity. The way he explained it was have people wear the jewelry. And this way, when you have people wear the jewelry and people see those people out there with that jewelry, they can think, ah, that's the type of person I need to go for. And when you see that type of person, and you know, Mark, Mark gave some interesting examples. Like, well, you know, if I give some jewelry to Oprah and people start looking at Oprah, what do you think is going to happen? Right? People are going to want to buy that jewelry. You know, this is, this is a very um, interesting and impressive sales option right there. For example, you know, I run a services business. I know other people that run services business. And essentially, if I were to give them a lot of advice, 
I would say take your best clients and have them give you shout outs, have them give you ratings. And going back more to this analogy, when you give people fish, essentially what that means is most people are given things without actually having to work for. And Mark is basically teaching us that if you learn how to do high level marketing, you can sort of provide fish for yourself beautiful quote and it kind of lays out a lot of interesting gems opportunities are just all over the place you just have to open to it mark was pushing out a lot of ideas here and he said you know there are men and women walking around the planet right now 10 times more marketing savvy than i am you know how does mark really overcome this the the idea of him overcoming this was very simple he is a guy that is actually able to step he comes across as a confident man, a man who's willing to speak up and kind of build connections. But when we actually started to finish off our interview, he was trying to sell me something as well that, that I'm on board with too. It's that type of ability to speak up and put yourself out there that will give you an edge. If you use your strengths and you believe in your ability, you can really overcome a lot of obstacles. And this is how Mark was big in his marketing agency. And then the next quote here is you just got to put it together consistently and you'll be amazed. And again, Mark was really going in depth on a lot of things. He was saying, you know, there's two types of people. They're the people who are willing to make 10 million a year online by actually stepping up and showing their face. And then you've got the other set of people that lack that willingness, lack the ability to kind of get out of their comfort zone and really look for something. Now, again, I will say this, Mark is using his strengths. He has a bit of a salesperson approach to all this. And because he's using his strengths, it allows him to really excel in a field at the best of his ability. You know, this is another good quote. And again, it says here, the company has to be bigger than the company. Giant goal, do it right. Treat people well, treat the customer well, build the best in-class product, and then profit and growth are going to come. So what it essentially means here when the company has to be bigger than the company, essentially that means is you need to be a visionary. You need to have a vision that is sort of bigger than the company itself. And, and you see this all the time with, with businesses too. When you look at certain big corporations like GE, you know, GE is focused on a goal that's bigger than itself. Now, again, GE's goal is going to be massive because that goal is going to have to be bigger than itself. Again, revolutionizing the world through technology, making giant wind turbines. Most large businesses, especially corporate businesses, focus on transforming the world. And I think that's sort of the biggest struggle with a lot of podcasters and sort of small business owners in general. I think the main reason why my podcast has grown so quickly in just the span of a few years is because my vision has always been far bigger than the actual business itself. And the problem is a lot of people try and boil down what they do and they try and keep their vision at a limit. And really that's going to hurt. And again, that, that goes into this thing, giant goal. Do it right. Treat people well, treat the customer well, and build the best product. And then, you know, the profit and the growth, those sorts of things will come as well.
again, as the old saying goes, if you build it, they will come. You know, most people will say, no, that's not true. It is true. Try it out for yourself and see what happens. Going back to Mike a bit, Mike was a pretty successful guy. Let's go on to the next quarter here. I think it explains it the best here. Abundance when everything is in order. There's abundance when you leave your ego at the door. You know, Mike, uh, he worked in a business before. He was sort of the inventor of the business. And his boss was giving him a lot of slack, giving him trouble. He decided to leave. When he left, he attempted to start his own business. And his boss thought of that as a betrayal. Now, what ended up happening is for a span of a few years, Mike was actually fighting a case with this guy. And he almost lost all of his money that he was intending to spend on his business. Now, even though he beat the case, and even though he made it out properly, he needed to leave his ego at the door. It would have been much cleaner in his perspective if sat down with his boss, work things out, and communicate. But again, he was young, and he was trying to figure things out still. So this is sort of where this quote came from. Excellent quote, and I think it, it brings about a lot of gems. And I think, you know, this is an important thing, too. Try not to uh, burn bridges too badly, okay? Try to make every departure as graceful as possible. You know, I think that's that's the best piece of advice he was at least trying to give. Now, I think I think the next quote is also quite interesting. You can't drive without switching to the right gear. I think Mike is a big pivoter. You know, Mr. Conrad made some massive pivots in life. Going from a guy working a regular job as an inventor in a bad situation and then making the massive pivot to then starting his own business after fighting a court case for a year that he didn't lose. I think those are very impressive things. And the way he went to switch gears, I think, is important. But keep in mind here, Mr. Conrad had a very good supporting group. And I think the key to making good pivots is by having a good support group. You know, Mike had one of the best support groups I've ever seen. His father was willing to spend a lot of money on kind of helping to move him financially into a different direction, helping him to fight the case, helping him to actually start the business that he needed to do. So again, another great, great statement right there. You know, find a good support group and, you know, the success will come. Again, this is Dr. Jacqueline Kerr. Um, she hits a lot of points regarding what, what a lot of people in general go through. And, you know, I think... You know, what is burnout essentially? Burnout is basically, you know, an issue where people deal with an inability to function at the same level that they're supposed to be functioning at, essentially. And we live in a society now where burnout is not supposed to happen. You're supposed to work hard all the time perfectly. And if you can't work hard all the time perfectly, obviously you're not good enough. And... You know, uh, Dr. Jacqueline Kerr specializes a lot in what single mothers go through because a lot of single moms, they deal with burnout. And if they try and take a break, if they try and step back, they're considered bad mothers. The problem is, is, you know, it's important that, you know, we prevent burnout because it tends to lead to a lot more bias. And there are a lot of people out there 
that may essentially need more help and more guidance. Dr. Jacqueline Kerr is a very big advocate in just the overall appreciation of mental health. People want to feel just understood a lot of the times. You know, that, that in a way could be sort of the best medicine. Oh, great points. How do you spot burnout? Recognizing behaviors, recognizing personality types. This is a pretty basic one, at least, you know, from her perspective, because she's a doctor, of course. But from what I could understand through the interview, recognizing behaviors is sort of the first step. What is the behavior of the person? If you have a friend that's always very amped up, excited, happy, and then he's been working now with you for six months as a coworker, they're starting to get more quiet. They're starting to get a little bit more irritated. They might not be smiling or making as much jokes as usual. That's a very good sign of burnout. And a lot of times people will say, oh, you know, it's just, just push through it. Well, I think, you know, that that's a bit of a more different perspective, but just push through it. And this is why it's important to sort of recognize personality types. Look at the personality type of the person that you're usually with. And if you see a drastic change, that's a good sign of burnout. And it's important to look out for these steps, because if you look out for other people, you can be certain that they'll be looking out for you as well. The next question is, how do you actually spot burnout? You need to sort of look at kind of your suites and your organizations. And the best way to kind of look at it this way is you need to look sort of at what, what occurs racially. So there's different groups racially, different sexual orientations. A lot of times those types of groups may deal with even more burnout than the regular groups as a whole. And especially gender, you know, race, and, and even people with physical disabilities as well. They could be even more prone to burnout than even the average person. So if anybody falls into those categories, you definitely should be looking more for those cues as well, even more so in them. Change is, you know, very difficult. Again, Dr. Jacqueline is a very courageous person in my eyes because she's willing to step in front of the stage as a TED talker explain her problems and help other women who are mothers kind of speak up about their own issues as well. It's important that, you know, just, just as I did, you know, you, you acknowledge the courage of other people when they change. I think change can sort of be a very impressive opportunity. It can guide you in an amazing direction. And look at Dr. Jacqueline Kerr, for example. Okay, I think uh, that's actually a lot of great things. I'm kind of looking to the side here because I'm thinking about something. So D Dr. Jacqueline, I think, focuses a lot on different types of, I think one of the big analogies she used was sort of the baked Alaska analogy. And the baked Alaska analogy is kind of a description of how, how complex certain mental health issues can be. You know, there's different colors, different flavors. You know, there's a lot going on in a baked Alaska when you cut it open, it, it tends to lead to a lot of under, other underlying issues as well. When you look at that analogy as a whole, it kind of shows to you kind of the importance of how amazing it is to make a change when you're dealing with things like burnout. So the next person here is Tony Bradshaw. Tony Bradshaw, you know, he came from a very kind of tough environment. When he was coming through that tough environment, he really focused on transforming his life. You know, you have to kind of expand your financial mind. 
And and what he means by this essentially is you need to first think like a millionaire if you want to become a millionaire. And again, he was picking this thing because when you grow up in a family like his or any type of family, really, and you're trying to take yourself to another level, you need to sort of raise your thinking into a higher financial level. And, and again, this is why you have to respect this stuff, because it's not only just about you know working hard. It's about also changing the mindset as well. And sort of that change of the mindset kind of helps create that change. Again, you know, you should look at my interview with Tony. Okay. It was a very in-depth interview. And I will say this, he is definitely a student or a scholar of money. He knows quite well about it. He is very definition of someone who's very well read in this type of area. And learning how this all works is extremely important because the more you learn, the better off you'll be when it comes to actually applying any type of knowledge that you know. And this applies to anything. I think this is an important thing in the idea that, you know, you shouldn't be a perfectionist. And I think the most important thing in general is just taking that first step. And when you could take that first step, then you could take the second step. Taking these steps as a whole, it's tough. But going back to Dr. Jacqueline, having the courage and confidence to make that move will prove better in the long run. Your time learning is sort of investing in yourself. Now, oh man, this this is a very good quote. And again, I'm going to say this. Your time of learning is investing in yourself. I think too many times when people have to do research, whether that be in a business or they're going to college, they're under the perception that they're just doing this work. They're doing it because they have to. If you change your perspective and start thinking of it as, oh, you know what? Well, by going to college, by running this business, by doing this research, I'm making an investment in myself. Well, you see how that changes your way of thinking versus saying, oh, man, I'm doing this so I could get a job. I'm doing this so I could make money. No, say it. I am doing this. I am learning because I'm trying to invest in myself. And again, the more you invest in yourself, the better your life is going to be. I think, you know, that sort of pushes uh, practically everything, you know, that I've talked about. This has been an excellent month. I really, really liked a lot of the guests that I've had. The more I do this, the more I enjoy it. This this has practically been a great experience. You know, the Jimbo Paris show has been a great uh, journey. More content is going to be made. More things are going to get done. Um, we, we have a few special episodes coming out soon, too. Just to end off this show, we're going to do a few little shout outs. First of all, it's Judy Ryan, CEO of LifeWork Systems. She's our collaborative partner, and her goal is to go into big businesses and transform the infrastructure to make it more social make it more connected, and therefore improving the entire business. We have got a YouTube channel. Subscribe to us now. We're growing in subscribers more and more. We need that support. And then finally, down below, we also are available on the Roku channel. This will be on Roku TV as well as all of our other shows, and you can watch it there. All right. I'm Jimbo Paris, and this is the Jimbo Paris Show. Thank you for listening to The Jimbo Parish Show. 